The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I am joined by a beautiful, beautiful soul who I have actually known for quite a while now. We've just been having a little bit of a catch up before we press record. I met this beautiful soul, I think 2018, it might have been 2017, but to watch us grow in that space of time and watch her grow on her mission for the world and just to see her grow as you know you're an inspiration to me when I first started coming to all the sparkle meetings and listening to you and what you've created since then is an absolute inspiration and I want to tell this story really quick before I get you to jump on my husband Chris has a podcast called all creatures and every single week he releases a podcast or an episode around a different species with his business partner Angie and Angie's favorite animal is a zebra And I said to Chris, why haven't you done zebra yet? Like, it's a big one. People love zebras. And he said, well, it's Angie's favorite and she wants to leave it to like the last because her favorite. And I said, this is my Kim. My Kim is my zebra because I've been wanting to get Kim on the podcast for like three years since I set it up and I've been waiting for the right moment. And I think it's now Kim. So welcome to the show. Well, I'm, I think I'm grateful that I'm, I'm an animal. (laughs) I've been called many things in my lifetime and a zebra seems to be quite fitting. So thank you. <laughs> just just one of my favorites, just one of my favorite inspirations and watching you, you know, move from different places in the world. And mm. you know, you're in Bali, you're in Portugal, you know, just seeing you live that life unapologetically and mm. moving through that spiritual journey. You know, I know you want to kind of talk about a few things today, but I was on your website today and I was like reading your, Hey, I'm Kim. And I'm just like, I could read that, but I think coming from you is going to be much more powerful, you know, because you are, you are soul centered, you are a guide, you are a mentor, you are a coach and you have the podcast, the soul digger podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's grown to over a hundred thousand downloads, probably even more than that now, probably because you just grow so quick. People just magnetize to you, and that's kind of what the first thing I thought when I met you and Sparkle was the magnetism to your energy and who mm. you are. Mm. Wow, I'm starting to well up here. I'm getting a little <laughs> bit emotional. I can keep going. <laughs> Are you about to propose? <laughs> I'm getting teary as well. It's so funny. Oh, thank you. I receive, I receive so deeply and yeah, I'm just a mirror to you and the light that is within you. And um, yeah, it's been an honor and a privilege to to grow with you, even though we've not been in person the past few years and to see your journey with Chris and how that's unfolded and the level of like faith and vision and tension that you guys held during that time is a testament to you and just your your faith and trust in in all that is so 
thank you for for birthing this podcast and for being a voice to the people that really you know need to hear your message thanks kim Hmm. making me well up now (laughs) (laughs) so let the listeners get to know a little bit of that beautiful energy that I've had the privilege of watching over the last few years, you know, let them get to know you a little bit today. How has your journey unfolded since I met you? Let's go from there, you know, since I met you and you were doing those talks in Sparkle and you were giving us so much inspiration and to where you are now in 2023. Wow. If I was to reflect back on that version of myself, I would say, hold on tight girl. You ain't seen nothing yet. Put your seatbelt on. (laughs) I'm laughing and I'm crying and I'm all the things because I've really connected with that part of myself that is all the things. Like I know you just mentioned the fact that, you know, I grow so quick, but actually it's the depth that I'm also willing to go to. It's the places I'm willing to fall apart. It's It's the life that I'm willing to say no to so that I can say yes to a higher octave on a higher timeline and fully experience what I know I came here to. And that involves grief. It requires courage. It requires being so freaking brave. And when I met, so what year was that? Was it 2017? Let's go with that. Yeah. Cause I think that's kind of one of my spiritual journey was like moving into more of the avenues of, and the sparkle happened, didn't it? I think it was 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So Sparkle is a networking event that we used to go to. And yeah, at the time, I think I'd probably woken up about a year or two before. And I was in this beautiful relationship with with a great man. I lived in Liverpool, had two stepchildren, and life was life was amazing. It was it was everything I ever dreamed of. And as you do when you start to awaken up, you can't unsee what you see, you can't unfeel what you feel. And I started to realize that the things in my current reality that don't fully nourish my soul. And I just wasn't willing to live a life that wasn't a full body heaven. Yes. On every single level. So from 2017 to 2019 was probably, it was a difficult time in my relationship because like I said, I was waking up and I was seeing more and I was feeling more of myself and 2019 I broke up from my partner five-year relationship it was the most horrendous thing ever I didn't know how I would get from A to B without completely losing the plot but I just had to trust that the relationship wasn't fully aligned with the highest truth and I had to really honor my soul because I could have stayed in that relationship I could have had the house the two holidays a year you know, a really comfortable life, but I just, I just wasn't available to settle. And so I left the relationship very, very hard, as you can imagine, saying goodbye to two stepchildren, saying goodbye to a partner who you thought you were going to marry and have more children with, to basically leap into the most vast void of unknown ever. So that was the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken, because I didn't really know what was on the other side. But thankfully, because I had developed my spiritual practice, I knew that that is the place where you need to be to really access this new level of life. Because if we know exactly what's going to happen and where we're going to be, 
we're not living our full potential. We're staying in the known, which the ego wants you to think is the best place to be. However, the ego is very small compared to the infinite abundance of our, just of our spirit in our nature. So leaping into the unknown was the most messiest, exciting, confusing time. But thank goodness for community and friendships and my spiritual practices, because those are the things that really kept me sane as I was like transitioning. And honestly, one of the first things I did is I just booked a one-way ticket to Bali. That's what my soul said. And I went to Bali. I did three tantra retreats back to back in the space of three weeks. Because <laughs> that's what my soul was really it was like. There's, there's something more that you're not fully tapping into. We need to release sexual shame. And we need to just like fully feel expressed in myself and in my soul. And that was a whole, that's the whole probably 10 podcasts and like what happened there. But essentially I started to, to express myself differently, heal shame and different parts of me came online because as humans, we're, we're, we're sexual beings and we're, we're here to fully express ourselves because when we fully express, that's when we become a match to the things that are aligned to us. So if we're suppressing any part of ourselves, we're basically suppressing the most aligned life because we're not fully in our truth. And so Bali was a whole journey and a whole chapter for me and was a huge, huge pivot point in my growth and transformation for sure. Um, I don't know if you want to like unpack any of that or you want me to probably continue? yeah because just different. with you saying suppressing stuff like we spoke just before I press record I've been suppressing anger because I don't feel anger like I'm not an angry person that's that's just not who I am but working through working through it with my therapist you know we again you know when you have those light bulb moments I'm like holy shit like that's I've always suppressed anger because I don't want it to like sway me off my spiritual path so anger would be kind of, obviously I'd unpacked a few like beliefs around anger and I used to have angry friends when I was younger and they were always mean. So anger for me, I always think the belief is angry makes me mean. So I just love what you said about unpacking everything and that you have to fully express everything because we've been given all these beautiful emotions. So I think it's important for you to kind of dive into that a little bit because you know, you have to express everything, you know, and like you said, we're sexual beings as well. So you've got to express all that as well. And I think mm. all these suppressed emotions are making people non-sexual too, because they're just closed off to what's, you know, possible for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sexual expression is, is creativity. You know, it's, we, we create through, our bodies and through our intuition we create babies and we create ideas and inspiration so the more tapped in you can be to your body the more creative and like vital and fulfilled you're going to feel in your life and and something you mentioned there about you didn't think anger was spiritual I also went through this transition at this time of thinking that I needed to look spiritual you know so I'm in Bali and I'm walking around with these like flowy dresses on and saying Mm, every single every single time I had food I'd pray to the food and I was like this is so spiritual and everything else outside of that isn't spiritual and I separated myself and of course separation is the ego every single thing is spiritual the good the bad 
the light, the dark, it's all a part of the one. It's just polarity and duality that when you learn to hold, it's like, oh, okay, this isn't good or bad. It just is. But where's my focus? What am I focused on the most? And so like, I I really got this holistic view of, of emotions and yes, anger might be lower on the vibrational scale, but the highest frequency is actually truth. So if your truth is to be angry, it's a very high, pure frequency because that is your truth. So when you learn to fully honor your truth, it's actually the most magnetic thing. Now, if you were to be angry all of the time because it's coming from a really unhealthy place, that's one thing. But if you're expressing your frustration in in a moment, it's like, well, it's an emotion. It needs to move. The only way to, to... alchemize an emotion is to actually is to move it through the body and so there's so many different things you can do somatic exercises like literally screaming into a pillow getting getting some like heavy metal on getting a pillow and just like bashing it and banging it and screaming and it's like into a pillow because I had so much anger after my five-year relationship this is a huge thing for me like one of the reasons why I left the relationship is because I didn't fully speak my truth. I felt so petrified to actually like say what I needed as a woman and what I needed in that relationship. And there was so much anger and resentment towards him. But when I looked in the mirror, I was like, no, it was me. I didn't speak my truth. And so whenever you can like look in the mirror and go, how can I own my part? What's my part to play in this? You become invincible. And you are just in full creatorship of your life. So that was a huge thing for me, actually, like learning to like use my anger. And I remember I was in Ibiza with my friend Gina and um, we were just like, should we just knock this shit out of some kettlebells? Something was going on with her relationship. I just broke up from this this man and we were just like, we got on these black clothes and we, we, we call it like a Kali ritual. Kali is the goddess of like darkness and anger. And um, we literally got a kettlebell in the middle of a room. We put the music on and we just witnessed each other going batshit crazy with a pillow, screaming, all the things. Oh my God, the release that we felt after that. So much cleared, so much alchemized. And we we literally moved timelines. So if you can imagine, if you're holding, that's in your body somewhere. If you're not releasing it, this is why it comes out sideways. The same with sexual expression. If people aren't expressing themselves sexually in a safe place, it comes out sideways and weird things. And it's just like, ugh. So when we can normalize these things and we can appreciate them and people feel seen and met in their human experience, it's so healing and it's it's what the world needs yeah that's why I think anger's coming up as a theme for me because I think I am storing it in the body that's probably why I have struggle I struggle losing weight because I'm storing anger that I'm not given a voice to speak so the last week two weeks I've been moving through anger and moving through how I feel with anger how you know I like you mentioned about anger going into truth when I think of anger in a a different way I think of passion you know like anger can create a lot of passion for people and I think that's why the last few months I think there's been things happening in my life for the universe to be like this should be making you angry and that's okay to make you angry because things have been thrown at me that 
an older version of me would have been so pissed off at the world, pissed off at the universe, pissed off at everything. But now it's more of a, again, I don't want to bypass that anger because it's an important emotion to feel. And it's definitely one that I have avoided because I thought it, I, I was honest. Like you've just been honest, Kim. I was afraid to express anger, give it a voice. And it, it, it like a, I would stray off the spiritual path. But as my therapist said, no, you actually are on the spiritual path and anger is a part of that spiritual path because you are having a human experience and anger is an emotion that everyone is allowed to feel, but feeling it in a safe and healthy space. Like you said, the pillow and, you know, getting some music on and, you know, I always find it hard to scream. I don't think I've ever screamed since I was a kid, you know, and like some people just say, go drive the car out. There's plenty of roads in New Zealand where I can just like sit and there's no one around me for miles and just scream in the car. <laughs> you know, like I find that really hard to do. And I think it's something I need to challenge myself to do. And I think maybe doing it in the pillow will be a goal of mine and I can share it with you when I do it. <laughs> so you can be my little cheerleader. So I think, yeah, like moving through anger and it leads me on to that kind of point that you wanted to mention about this podcast is about changing focus. You know, like I said, that people stay in this stay in that anger or they stay in that sadness or they stay in that victim mentality, you know, how, if anyone's listening today and they're like, I'm always sad or I'm always angry. I'm always pissed off at the universe. I never get what I want or, you know, always angry because they don't have relationships that work out or, you know, whatever it is that they're feeling. What advice would you give them about that change of focus, that change of, you know, perception of, of how they see things and how they feel things? Mm. yeah so I think like after after that realization with the anger and the emotions and being in Bali like I really started to shift my focus and focus on okay well what would I do now I've, I've got no one or nothing literally holding me back and that's when I started to dive into coaching and really had this desire to support people on retreats and in person and like provide this facilitation for people's transformation because it was so so huge for me and I just want to share that because you know you might look at me and Pippa and go you've got podcasts uh your coaches you're in this work you do all these amazing things you're you're kind of nothing ever happens to you you know the 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 light always shines out of you like you're the rad- most radiant goddess ever and um, I'm here to tell you the we are on the pitch. We are on the freaking pitch. And last year, I was on the pitch big time. So just to put you in the picture, my coaching business just literally skyrocketed. Like I was traveling to six countries in six months. We it was like six figures. It was just it was just all of this ego attachment I had to to money and my business and the need to prove that I could be a coach because I had my beautiful online business for 10 years which was just such the most amazing portal for entrepreneurship entrepreneurship for me and I, I felt this new expression of being a coach was just like backed by lack it was like I want to prove to myself in the world that I can be a coach and so it was fueled by numbers and of course serving people like that's that's why I did it but I was so attached to 
needing to have this million dollar business in order to feel good and to feel worthy of, of, of living the life that I wanted to live. And it was actually October time this um, this time last year, literally. And everything started to crumble. Everything started to crumble. And my body was so depleted because it couldn't keep up with where my head and my ego wanted to go. And as I mentioned before, the ego thinks it's in control and it thinks it knows what it wants, but it's such the, it's the tiniest part of our brain. And if you think about how small our brain is compared to the universal intelligence, there's, there's, there's no competition. So what happened is I had to go through a purification process because the mission that was wanting to flow through me was so big, my ego had to die. When your ego dies, it feels like a very slow and painful death, right? So I'm in Bali, I'm on my bed. I just celebrated six figures in six months. The next minute, I can't even afford almond milk in Bali. I literally had a panic attack because someone that I was living with stole almond milk out of my fridge. And I was like, that was a luxury item for me. And that was because the universe was literally stripping me of anything that I relied on for safety so that I could come back to my infinite abundant power. And I'd forgot it for so long. I was like, my ego was in the driving seat running the show. And so in order for me to really truly come from this deeper layer of service and being a vessel and a channel for more to flow through, I had to create space. And so I had to lose everything in order to remember that in the nothing, there was everything. Mm -hmm. And I was in this place of victim and struggle and survival. And it felt so difficult. I'd never, ever, ever been in that place at all, ever in my whole 39 years of life. (laughs) And then on top of it, me and my best friend of 20 years had a friendship breakup. So my business is crumbling. My best friend who's like a family and sister to me is no longer there. And I was in the deepest, deepest, deepest despair. And looking back on it now, I fully know that my soul chose it. Like we all choose it. We are all creating our life. But in the middle of the shit, you don't want to believe that you're creating it. But on some level, we are creating it because ultimately our soul is here to just remember its essence and come back to its fullest expression. And if you are not living in alignment with that fullest expression, you will know about it. So the purification was happening and I was like, just allowing it to happen crying and shedding and all the things. And then I was able to see it from a different perspective and go, oh, okay, this is happening for me. This is an evolution of my soul. And I know I'm going through this to help other people to get out of it. So I used every single tool in the tool book because I knew that it was where my focus was that was stopping me from shifting my reality. So just imagine you've just fallen down the bottom of a well. It's dark. You can't see anything. You don't even know where you are. How the heck do you get out? You just, you you don't, you can't help but become a victim. It's like, how did I get here? I don't know what to do. And you just stay killed up on a ball. 
because you're in survival, you're literally using every ounce of energy to literally breathe and live and where am I going to eat and where's the roof over my head, you know? So it's even just like getting all of your basic needs met feels really, really difficult. So how do you go from surviving to thriving? It's, it's this, it's the remembrance. And I remember it clear as day. I was in this place of despair and it felt silent. And I said to my soul, what do you truly desire? And it said, I desire to live life differently. Like I am done with depletion and burnout in this like ego run driven life. And I, I, I want connection and community and I'm ready to experience life in a new way. And the hustle had to die in order for this new way to be birthed. And in that time, my spirit baby came to me and was like, oh, hello. Just want to let you know I'm ready to be born now, but you need to live life differently and create in a new way in order for me to come because you're going to need a lot of time and energy and resources to bring me into the world, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and also in that time, this beautiful community came into my life and really supported me in creating this pathway to create in a new way. And the reason I share that is because when you fully surrender, like there's no other option, the universe will bring you the most highly aligned thing because you're just in this place of full surrender. And I said, like, whatever it is I'm supposed to do, I will be of full service to. I am committed to opening my heart and just just being a vessel for people. And so it's been a journey over the past year to really remember my power and trust that in the nothingness, in the in the fact that, you know, I couldn't buy almond milk because actually there was a huge lesson in this. And it, I'm so, so deeply, deeply grateful for the codes because when you're in the mess in the middle, there's so many codes that if you were to get and integrate, that's how you quantum shift. And I believe the universe was aligning me to a higher timeline because of the life I was calling in and the mission I'm here to, to be of service to. And so in order for us to magnetize a different life, we have to shift our identity. And so it's going to feel painful because you kind of have to die and you can kind of then have to be reborn. And so in order to, to, to be reborn, it's about really coming home to yourself. And so I got really clear on my morning routine. I got non-negotiable about having these masculine structures that would support me because when you're in survival, you have no energy to create. So you need to get your body and your mind in the place of feeling calm and feeling peaceful. How do you do that? You visualize like it's already here. You fully trust, you fully connect to the infinite abundance that is within you and all around you. It's not in the material things, it's in who you are. And so the morning routine and like the visualizations and the affirmations and like really having that masculine structure allow me to remember that. And then what happens is when you start to be in the energy of the end result, as I call it, that's when the that's when the reality starts to shift and you only need to be in the energy of what you do want 51% of the time for for the momentum to start to kick in so 
I started to notice things were shifting as I was being more and more in the energy of what I wanted. And my focus was shifting to actually what I wanted rather than being where I was and being in survival. Because that's how the law of attraction works. Like if you're focused on survival, you'll keep getting survival. So it requires willingness and like just more oomph to, to kind of anchor in where you do want to be. And so the 51% became 55% and 60% became 70%. And it's just the momentum starts to build and build and build and build and build. So the focus of where you're going is the most important thing for you to, to really tune into to shift your reality. And so I'm going to invite you right now to, to ask yourself, where is your focus? Is your focus on the past, tomorrow, where you are right now? Or is it focused on what you want? And is your energy in the feeling and the vision of where you're going, whilst also being super happy and grateful for where you are? Because being present in this moment is the most important thing, because that is where you create from. Tomorrow is created from the now. You're always imprinting like a 3D printer and a Xerox machine. So right now, if you're putting into the Xerox machine, I don't love where I am. I'm not happy with my life. I don't have enough money. It's printing that ready to deliver to you tomorrow. So what are you printing on the printer today? And that requires you to get out of victim, which is, is is really hard to take responsibility that you're creating being a freaking victim. And when you when you know that you are the creator of your life, you say, well, if I'm creating this, let me create something different. And so it requires courage and looking in the mirror, getting vulnerable, getting vulnerable, getting honest, getting reflections from people, having people that are holding you in your highest saying, yeah, I can really see how you're being a victim there. What would you love? And consistently being reminded of where you're going and what you would love and have that be your North Star. So it's 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 a it's a whole journey, it's a whole thing, but um hopefully that's I'm taking all that in because I'm like just I understand completely like it's it's like the reminder I needed too with all the things I've been going through of the when you were talking about dying, you know. I always bring Wayne Dyer into everything I do because I love him so much. And he talks about dying when you're alive. Again, the death of the ego. And I love how Wayne was always so authentic with that. You know, again, like being truthful with yourself. Like sometimes I fall into victim. And I'm like, come on, Pip. That's victim thinking. That's victim energy. And that's the key. It's the truth. It's the truth of authenticity where you look in the mirror and go, today I was playing the victim. But tomorrow I'm not going to play the victim. You know, it's you do fall in those, you know, those waves. And I think Wayne tells that story about the book, The Death of Ivan Illich. And he talks about how this, this lawyer lived his life and he hated his wife and he blamed his wife for everything. And then when he got to his deathbed, he turned to his wife who was holding his hand and he said, what if my life has all been wrong? So Wayne was obviously like, I think in his twenties and he, he wrote down his journal, uh, Wayne, don't die with your music still in you. And that was obviously one of his famous lines. And I think it goes back to that, doesn't it? Like if you stay in that ego cycle of victim and, you know, it's like, that's all it is, just victim, 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 victim. You're missing out on all the music you have to play. You're missing out on who you're meant to be. You're missing out on your mission. You're missing out on this beautiful path you've chosen. And, uh, you know, even, 
you know, friends who aren't spiritually, you know, awakened like I and you are, Kim, it's, it's hard because you were where they were, you know, it's, you've been where they are and it's, Sometimes I wish I could shake them and like, wake, come on, you can see how it's all, you know, how life is, but they're on the journey, you know, they're on their own journey and they're on their own path. But when it's about that death of the ego, like, you know, times were, for me, is awareness, like I'm a big, big advocate for awareness. So like helping clients become more self-aware, like when a client will message me and say, or even a friend or anyone oh, today this happened and I realized it was because of this and this and that. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like, like congratulations. And because the awareness of the, where you were to where you are now and figuring out why you feel that way and figuring out where it comes from and figuring out how to move through it. And like you said, Kim, you did all that. Like, you know, you moved through those, you know, like when we went to Bali and then you last year you had your big, another awakening, you know, even though it was your deepest, you know, despair, it was one of your biggest awakenings. And I think we do get, te- I, I don't like using the word test because I don't think the universe sends us tests. The universe sends us opportunities opportunities to remind us of where we are. So for example, like you said, you know, that ego gets tested or gets that opportunity to go, hmm, you know, and it, but that awareness grows with that. And I think that's the key is that you, like even Wayne talks about this in his last, his last ever speaking event when he was over here in New Zealand and Australia he said he was having dinner in Australia and the guy brought out his wrong his wrong meal and he was a bit annoyed and his ego creeped in so even that you know Wayne Dyer his spiritual guru like you know a week before he passes you know he's still he's still got that little bit of a but he corrected it in the moment and that's the key you know, it is if you're correcting it and you're moving through it in the moment, it's like give yourself a break and be gentle with yourself because we are all moving through this differently. We're all so different. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different trauma. We all have different upbringings and surroundings. And I always say that to everyone is be gentle with yourself on this journey because it can be really, really challenging. But choosing you throughout throughout it all, choosing your awareness, choosing your growth, I always say you never really truly change. You just grow. You just grow and grow and grow and grow. And I love how you explained all of it. All of it. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to touch as well on the nervous system piece because no one talks about this, or at least they haven't done until I it, it came into my awareness last year. So when I was completely burnt out, I was like, why is this? And I realized that I was ignoring my body. I was overriding my system and it was my nervous system. And your nervous system is set between the age of like, you know, when you were born to seven. So if your family struggled with money between that time, you're going to be rewired. You're going to be inherently wired in your body for struggle. The same as if you were brought up in an environment where you were wealthy between the ages of zero and seven. Like one of my friends, she was like, she's really, really amazing with money. She receives money so easily. And I asked her about this and she said, yeah, I had a pony and we were really wealthy and we all had, a, you know, they had everything that they needed. So her body is wired to receive in a different way. And so we're not all born equal. We're all born, yes, as humans, but the experience of our nervous system and the blueprint that that has 
really, really impacts our life in a huge, huge way. And this is why I'm so, so fascinated by the body and frequency and and how we can really rewire the nervous system because receiving more in life is it's the way to receive more money you know it's not about doing more it's about being more and this is a huge part of of my my purpose and what I'm a stand for like I'm a huge stand for humanity and especially women and women coming into motherhood creating in a new way that does not compromise your nervous system a way that feels holistic you know it's not about choosing between health and making money I literally had to do that last year I had to choose between my health or my business and I had to choose my health like I was so depleted I had to just like stop and money wasn't flowing through and it shouldn't be like that you know, we should be able to have the leverage in the systems and the the embodiment and the, the, the story that supports us receiving with ease and living a peaceful, playful, pleasurable life that feels abundant and overflowing is our birthright. And so this is the first generation I feel that is rewriting the way that we get to receive. You know, our parents received probably most people working class you know working nine to five struggling having a few holidays a year now there's so many opportunities to work online which is amazing but the reason why I couldn't expand past the business goal I had last year was because my body wasn't rewired for that success and so the body has been left out of the conversation for far too long and it's 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 not just about think a different thought and like manifest your best life you have to condition your body that it's safe to receive with ease. My body was addicted to stress. It was addicted to struggle. It felt more comfortable to be burning myself out and push my limits and be launching and like not listen to my body. It felt comfortable because the cortisol and the adrenaline and it was, I was just addicted to this like stress and I wasn't able to fully receive the magic of life. Even having a day off my phone was like the biggest edge for me. And so it's been a journey this past year of unlearning and rewiring and allowing life to feel safe in the calmness and the presence and the peace and still be expanding my business. So expanding my income and my impact without compromising my nervous system has been my main focus and is like the biggest passion of mine right now because yeah especially with light leaders who tend to burn themselves out and you know they have clients here and clients there and it's like we are the people that need to be overflowing with resources because you know there's so much so many people that we can be helping you are such an inspiration kim that's why have you always been inspiration to me i'm getting teary oh oof (laughs) Just listening to you is like, I'll see you in a minute. Like music to my ears. Can I ask you what is um, being ignited within you from that? The remembrance again, just the reminder of who I am and the challenges I've faced the last six months of my life of you know, deepened my 
you know, definitely deepened my awareness, but my gratitude for life and gratitude for myself, for the strength I have and uh, just the strength I have for choosing myself and the love I have for myself, the person I am. Yeah, and allowing yourself to love the weaknesses. Yeah, that's the big one that I'm working through is the, like I said, that anger. Like it's just, Mm. it's something I'm working through right now. And it's something that, you know, like you've just said that it's hard to put it into words. It's, Mm. uh, there was something I was going to touch on as well when you said about the nervous system, because I'm going to be learning about that a lot more in my my master's start next month. And I had a client who was similar, like she, her, her upbringing was stress, was survival, was watching her parents, you know, just make paycheck to paycheck. And when she came to see me, it was that, you know, she she didn't realize that's what she was doing in her life. Now she was getting to a stage where at the end of the month she was struggling and then she would find a way to survive. She would find a way to pay her bills and she loved the adrenaline. She loved having to figure it out. Love it. She used to love that survival cortisol, you know, the adrenal glands must've been absolutely on, you know, just no fumes like she was and her body was she was tired she was overeating she was unhealthy she was just because her body was just in that stress her nervous system was just you know just depleted and always on that stress and I always said to like if you think of your nervous system as like antennas like always on alert you know think about like have you ever been driving your car and you, th- you think you're about to crash or you think you're about to like someone pulls out and you can feel it in your body. Your whole body gets this full like shock. Like I felt it last week and I was like, that's the nervous system doing its job, but it's doing that for things that, you know, aren't about to kill us. You know, we're doing that because we're in stress and we're in that survival. And I think you mentioned it as a good point, Kim, like the, we forget about the body. I had a client come on Friday and she's just, she's just so disconnected from her body. She hates her body, hates her body because she was in a car crash when she was 16, basically broke most of her body. So she just thinks her body's just here just to kind of sail her through life. And I was so, felt so sad that she just couldn't connect to her body and she's working through that, which I'm really proud of her for. But the nervous system, like I said, it's being spoken about a lot more. And I think it is something that has been forgotten about. And if we can mm. tune into that and tune into our bodies and mm. breath work for me is probably the most profound modality I've ever experienced. There's some pretty good ones out there, but breath work is probably the one that affected me the most in the mm. moment, just doing five minutes. Mm. And yeah, just listening yeah. to you speak is just that, it's just that remembrance of God, like, yeah, like, what you just went through a year ago. I think this this all started for me. This next stage in my journey is when I had the miscarriage in May. That was the that was the that was the whole change for me because again that victim mode wanted to come in like you would not believe. Why me? Why would why would I lose a baby? I'm a good person. No 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 no. And I I, I let it have a voice and I just said this isn't serving me and finding you know the way back to who I truly am through that 
miscarriage was was challenging but I got there in the end and then the next challenge came and the next challenge came and I think those challenges uh, it's like that you've seen it online probably a lot is the enlightenment through suffering you know it's we move through the suffering and we have to choose the suffering is like we chose this we chose to go through this you know we can get through this Mm. I can Mm. get through this I'm going to get through this I am getting through this Mm. it's how you know how we how we move through things and I think you everything you've said today has just been that like the universe has told you to nudge me just to Mm. remember Mm. thank you so much yeah yeah no thank you yeah and you just inspire me to share that you know pain is inevitable suffering is optional yeah so when you see the challenges as you're just being moved to higher timelines yeah then like oh okay how can I just navigate this with ease Mm -hmm. and just just being like really grateful is powerful and I made this connection a few months ago that the ability to receive is the ability to be grateful because being grateful is vulnerable and if we're not being vulnerable we're not open to actually receive life and actually to experience more we actually have to let go and receive so and it, and it feels very vulnerable to reveal and to feel weak because we value the masculine control and we've got it all together over the feminine weakness and how can I soften and how can I reveal myself but actually that weakness is the most powerful place you can be because you are in full receptive mode and there's a whole 10 podcast episodes on that but yeah thank you so much for receiving me thank you for being vulnerable and open and allowing my words to to touch you and impact you and it just shows the level that you're um able to receive the beauty of of life and experience of this this beautiful human body you have I think it's beautiful how it's all meant to be today I was meant to speak to you today like Mm. that's what I love about life is when you start to realize that you're creating your own reality and nothing nothing's going to pass you by like nothing you don't need like it's always just going to be there through everything Mm. that you go through it's like this is for me this is for me this is for me this is for my growth this is for my strength this is for my healing and I think it's just crazy it's it's, you can't explain it like how you just move through life and everything's just there when you need it you know everything always works out everything always it's always working out um and it just having just having that and knowing that and trusting the universe is always happening for me it's always got my back Sometimes it feels really annoying and ultimately, you know, (laughs) things have to die in order to come alive in a a new way, in a new world. So we're here for it. We are. I'm totally here for it. I know this this episode is going to reach so many people. I just know it because like it literally, I was trying to hold back my tears. And then when you stopped speaking, everything went, what? (laughs) But it felt good. Like it was, it was an inspirational emotion, you know, just feeling that. I'm really grateful for you and grateful for your words and grateful for your wisdom. Thank you so much, beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. My pleasure. I really Thank hope you, you enjoyed today's episode, guys. Obviously, you know I did. I just I'm gonna sit with this and reflect on it over the next few days. 
I really hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback, please just send any questions, any feedback. If you felt, you know, resonating with anything that we said, we love to hear from you. So wherever you are in the world, take care and send in all my love from New Zealand. Bye guys. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.